Yo, another week of brunch culture. What's going yeah. on? Brunch culture. Come on, someone. <laughs> Wait. I don't know. That was the first thing that came to my mind. It came to my mind. I just, I wanted to say, it. how you doing, Randall? I'm doing all right, yo. I am, you know, slightly tired, but I'm good. I'm making it. We out here. I am. I've been on travel for work for a week, and I'm quite over it. But um, yeah, you know. You don't like traveling. I enjoy traveling. I really do. But at some point in time, you just kind of want your own bed. Hotel beds are great. I had a king size bed. It was nice. It felt good. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, I really don't trust hotels. I think I don't care how much somebody spends for a hotel. I think hotels are kind of nasty. So (laughs) I can never get all the way comfortable in the hotel. So I just like want to go home. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Once you once you done it for like two, three days, you're like, all right, yeah, yeah let's go back home. Yeah, I was doing it for it's been ten days. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah, it's time to go. Just wanna, <laughs> I just want my bed. That's all. I just wanna go home. Yeah, no place like home. There's no place like home. Come on, Dorothy. <laughs> so let us know what's going on in the scroll this week. <laughs> so this week was. Honestly, a historical week, yo. It, there's a lot of things that happened this week. Um, the very first thing that I'll start off with is the Confederate flag. You, I'm sure you heard about it. If you haven't heard about the Confederate flag, you haven't been paying attention. It, the Confederate flag flew at the capital um, of South Carolina. And I remember hearing about this when in like 2011, um, one of my business fraternity brothers, I went to go visit and we were talking and we were driving by and I was like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that a Confederate flag? And he was like, yeah. I was like, what's that? He's like, oh, no, that's the Capitol building. I was like, wait, hold on, time out. <laughs> the Confederate flag flies. at the, He was like, well, it used to be on top of it. Is this a good thing? Like, this should not be here altogether. What the heck? And so it's crazy because for years I've been saying, like, it should happen. It should be taken down. And so when I first th- saw, you know, that people were talking about it. I was excited, but to see that it's actually mandated, like you will, the governor was like, it's time to remove this and it's time to place it into a museum. I was ecstatic. I'm like, yo, this is because I, I feel like people, you have people that are like, oh, it's Southern pride, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, guys, you know, it's not only racist, but it's anti-American. Like, do you realize that the Confederacy did not want to be a part of our union? And you're saying that it's Southern pride, like this, this flag. Take this bull crap down, yo. Like, let's let, let's get this out of here. So I was definitely happy about that. I'm not one of those people, though, that are like, we should completely uh, erase the Confederate flag. It's a part of history. I do think it belongs in a museum. You have a lot of people that say, like, it doesn't belong in bu- museums. And I'm not one of those people. You know, I, I think that it's a reminder of where you know the country has been and what happened and and honestly even a reminder of what people believe because you can't stop a person from owning a confederate flag or having it for their personal use but you know i just i'm glad to see that it's no longer on a government funded building it Mm -hmm. shouldn't be there like take that crap off yeah and and somebody was posting on twitter who has the flag of the um nation of the uh people they defeated up like we don't hold, right yeah we don't have any flags of any other nation that we've defeated up so why we why do we have the confederate flag up so i thought yeah. that was a, sometimes we do we just do stuff that's backwards sometimes yo. sometimes it just don't work <laughs> it just and, don't work and the other news of the scroll it's been six years since michael jackson passed yeah man and it seemed like just yesterday he was here and yeah yeah yeah. Remember he had that um he had did that thing on national TV and uh, Usher was on there and he had, was bringing all the stars on there to perform with him. It was like the it was like a tribute he did like in like 2001, right? 
Oh, that was two thousand one. Yeah, that was. Oh no, yeah, that was that was that was way back. <laughs> was way back in the I'm, way like, I'm thinking in my mind, he just did that tribute, then he died. They never no, happy no. They they did run in 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 your your in all fair <laughs> in your defense, they did run that special. Like after he died, they ran it like over and over and over and over again. Like. They kept playing that that tribute special. Okay, so maybe that's why I thought. Yeah, because okay. everybody in their mama was there. That was um, yeah, it was a. I was just gonna say something that was kind of rude, but not to be rude, no disrespect. But I was gonna say that's when Whitney looked really, really thin, and everybody was commenting on how thin she looked. Um, okay. yeah, but that was that was then. But it's so crazy though, because I was like, dang, it it doesn't feel like it's six years at moments in some moments because you know michael jackson's kind of you hear about him all the time my younger siblings know about michael jackson which i think is crazy they not only know about him they like know his music which i think is crazy but it's like yo this happened six years ago and i just don't ever think that michael jackson is you, you know it's not something that you i keep at the forefront of my mind like michael jackson is dead so like when people remind me of that i'm like wow and then it's crazy too because i remember Farrah Fawcett died. And it's so unfortunate. I remember, I'll never forget, I was in undergrad. I had just gotten home. I opened up my laptop and I saw like this big old picture of Farrah Fawcett. And I was on the phone with my uh, friend and she was like, yo, Michael Jackson just died. And I was like, Michael Jackson ain't died. I was like, I just logged on to MSN. If Michael Jackson would have died, he would be on the front page. I hit refresh. Huge picture of Michael Jackson. Farrah Fawcett is like this real small picture saying like she died and I was like dang man and then from there on out like it was all about Michael died Michael died Michael died it was it was crazy yeah so rest in peace to the king of pop we we won't forget you yeah especially if you got the uh we game or whatever song. <laughs> the Michael Jackson <laughs> yo <laughs> keep him alive <laughs> yo no I don't care who you are everybody get it in on the Michael Jackson experience like my mom. Well, I don't, cause uh, I I don't have rhythm, so I don't, don't like get it in high, high real? that. I played it one time, and it looked like something that should be on SNL. <laughs> so from that point on, I didn't want to embarrass myself any longer because I'm the black girl that don't have rhythm. You just got to do it in your own room. Just do it in your room. Just, you know, just. When I wanted to pledge, I was just I was kind of I just didn't want to make a fool of myself. <laughs> <laughs> when I, it came to the stepping thing, because I really, I just like, man, that's so cool. And then I just know I wouldn't be able to accomplish it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all right. You can... <laughs> I felt so defeated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's okay. You, you're good at a lot of other things. It's just not your forte, you know? It, it, yeah, you didn't give me rhythm. That's, <laughs> or singing. Yo, so when we was kids, we used to tell my, my sister, um, it's real bad. Me and my older sister. We used to say, I ain't gonna say my sister's thing, but we used to be like, such and such is a part of the rhythmless nation. <laughs> she used to get so mad. You know, like the Janet Jackson song, Rhythm Nation. Uh-huh. Every time it would come on, like we would sit there and do the dances and like my sister, my, my older sister and I, we can like watch a dance. Oh, and for me, I can do it long. I have to watch it a few times, but I can watch it and then like, like learn it in my head. And mm-hmm. then go out and try to do it. So we used to sit there and like we had like certain moves that was like we'll do. And then my little sister used to try to do it and she couldn't do it. So we tell your sister I feel her. I know I know what it's like to watch people dance and wobble. And in your mind, you really want to do the moves, but you can't make your body get up. You can't make your body get in line. And that's difficult, you know, as a black woman. I'm gonna write a blog about the struggles. Right, the struggles of black women. This is disparity. Right. <laughs> you mean, I don't I, have rhythm. Lisa is a part of the rhythm of this nation. Huh. Like if the music in church get too fast, I have to stop. Cause I then I and then I have to like catch it. But if I don't get it right at the right moment, then I'm off. Then I can I just put my hand on the thing and just pat. You gotta find. You have to find. So you, I, yeah, I ain't gonna ride on my sister. But when we were younger, she's a lot better now. When we were younger, she didn't really have rhythm. So we used to always tell her to find a person that was really on beat in church and just look at them and don't move like they move. Just clap your hands like they clap their hands. So if they hands together, your hands together. If they stop clapping, you stop clapping. Yeah, I do that too. But sometimes I miss them. <laughs> 
I'm like, and then you I got, gotta, and I'm trying to like catch him. And you, I, you gotta have the. We we need to. We, that's what that's what we need to do. We need to like petition all churches to have. You know how they have like the sign language ministry. We need to have a <laughs> rhythm ministry where a person is like, we gonna be on the screen. We gonna be picture in picture, and we gonna clap. <laughs> When I clap, you clap. <laughs> you can always tell the people who don't have rhythm in church because they start clapping and then they look around. That's and so... then they just put their hand down. <laughs> <laughs> they just put their hand down. You know, like, I give up. Shout Jesus, out to you know. saints. That's all right. <laughs> but when I go to white churches, I'm always, I always feel like I have rhythm. <laughs> I'm always welcome. <laughs> I'm like, that's the only place that I feel like I belong during worship. <laughs> That's so wrong. Because all I got to do is lift my hands. And you know it's dark and they got fog. <laughs> we segregated by worship. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all, and that, this whole time we've been thinking it's been black and white. No, it's been rhythm versus rhythm. non-rhythm. Right. It's rhythm versus rhythm. <laughs> this ain't like That's what's going on. That ain't right. <laughs> so, other news. Um, yeah. There has been um, some fugitives that they have yet to catch. Yeah, man. Um, well, they killed one. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. He, he out of here. But the other one who shot 20, his a deputy 20 times, um, is still on the loose. And the commentator yesterday on CNN was like, yeah, he probably won't go back down without a fight. <laughs> I would <laughs> he imagine he won't. deputy 20 times, and he not going back. He on the... He on the uh, 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 ride or die mission right now. They ain't gonna take him alive. <laughs> Y'all gonna have to kill me. <laughs> right, I bet. <laughs> but the so- thing is, the um, the people helping him is is um, it's crazy. Like all the people that's helping him. You know, it's it's weird though, cause I wonder like if this is like a string. Are these people that he previously knew like a? You know, he has some sort of I would imagine so, because you think about it like you you're more prone. People would probably be more prone to help somebody that they previously knew before they got into all this trouble. And it's like, you know, I feel like you done enough. You should let me help you. I don't know. Get get out of here. I, that's the only thing I can imagine. But if it's just like a bunch of random people that's just kind of like he coming up to us like, hey, I need some help. And they're like, oh, OK, let me give you this gun. Oh, here's some food. Oh, here's a pocket knife. Like, wait, 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 wait. what? You know, I, and I think it's weird, too, that it seems in my mind, I feel like, you know, technology is so advanced that it's kind of easy to, to find anybody. So knowing that it's it's such a challenge for them to find these dudes or well, it was such a challenge for them to find these dudes and this last guy for them to get a hold to him. It's just kind of crazy to me because I'm like I was in a barbershop yesterday and one of the dudes was like, you know, the government has. Uh, like a certain satellite that they can just type your name into the system and then they'll find exactly where you at. I think they just don't want to use it on this dude because they don't want everybody to know about it. And I was like, well, bro, I don't think it's like that. Like, <laughs> I think they might need like your cell phone or something. He was like, no, no, no. At nighttime, when everybody is down and quiet, they can tell who's who's moving and they know who you are when you're moving based on like your heart rate. I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, enemy. You remember that movie, Enemy of the State, with Will Smith? Yeah, yeah. That's what he's thinking about. Like, bro, this. I then the federal government is that advanced. Okay, all right. You know. You know, I'm not gonna dish it, but what I do say, they need to have a evaluation for self esteem for the women that's working in the prison. That's so rude. No, I'm not, and, I, and I'm not. Being, no, because that, you're working. You're working with someone. You're working with a whole bunch of men who are potentially see you as prey. And if you are having self-esteem issues, you could be prey to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you, you know, you want to feel validated by a man and you got this murderer whispering sweet nothings in your ear. Now, next thing we know, you helping him be free. Now you about to lose your job and potentially going to prison for aid and a fugitive. Yeah, that's... I mean... So it'll save you and the fugitive a lot of time if you have your if you have a good head on your shoulder. So it's crazy, though, because apparently this is not something that's like so foreign. There was another lady that CNN was interviewing and she had been in the same situation. Um, She actually went to prison for 
helping an inmate uh, try to escape. And she was talking about the, the, you know, the psychology of the situation and saying how uh, it wasn't something her her life started to change. And I think like her and her husband either divorced or broke up or something like that. And she was saying like one of the the guys that she was helping, he started off by just being real nice. And she used to be like, oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. But then in those moments where her home life got really broken and he was telling her, like, you're beautiful and I believe in you and just having like normal conversations. She was like he was a highly intelligent guy and she never felt like she was talking to like an inmate. She felt like she was talking to like a friend. So she was starting to share stuff with him. And I, and I was like, dang, man. And she said it didn't happen. She was like, it wasn't something that happened over the course of like a few days, a few weeks, a few months. She was like, it was years. They basically had built this relationship for years. So she was like, after a certain point of time, you actually think that you can trust this person because you talk to them frequently over the course of years and you never think. And she was like, so when he first presented the idea of like him getting out, um, him escaping so then they can be together. She was like, at first it sounded real, real far fetched. And she was like, no, but then after a while she started wanting it as well. And I think want to say, she said they talked for like three to four years or something like that before it ever came up. And I was like, that's y'all got patience. (laughs) Y'all got that's, I don't know, man, but yeah. Yeah. Living in a fantasy world. Cause I mean, I guess if you're in that, you always are constantly fantasizing so you can sell dreams to people cause you don't have nothing but time to create them. <laughs> you laughing? Nothing but time. I ain't got nothing but time. You know what I'm saying? Sit around here doing this, creating dreams for you. I got time on my hand. Call me the dream man. <laughs> so, <laughs> But uh, on um, a monumental ruling yesterday, um, which uh, took um, the legislation of marriage from the states and put it in the hands of the federal government and all 50 states now allow for same sex marriage. Love wins. That's the hashtag. That's the hashtag. Love wins. Love wins. And so the uh, everywhere was lit up. Uh, the White House was lit up with the uh, flag. Um and so as somebody who holds the view of I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman, um, I saw a lot of my conservative friends saying some very inappropriate stuff. And that's something that I think that you you don't help your cause mm-hmm. if you don't create dialogue. Something I posted yesterday was like, OK, now you might could be potentially called unloving or a bigot for you not affirming that position, but don't get defensive. Don't start, you know, yelling. Oh, you don't know the Bible or throwing scriptures at people. Use that as a time to create dialogue and say, hey, can you define what a bigot is for me? Can you define what love is? Can you define what you think marriage is? So we can see if our definitions are different and then we can work on dialogue and we don't have to agree, but we can build relationships. Yes. And so we'll never maybe agree on what marriage is or what love is or what bigotry is. But again, if I'm representing Christ, I don't have to agree with you to love you. And so an obstacle to that love would be me saying, throwing scriptures or, oh, the country's going to hell in a handbasket. Or are you foolish or you're stupid? Ugh. You know, you don't help the cause. Yeah. So, and, and make sure to, <laughs> if you're going if you're going to make a stand against it. Don't be, uh, I might get in trouble for saying this. Don't be a hole in your personal life with different sexes, with the opposite sex, and want to throw shade at people. I, like I told you about, I told you about the person on my timeline. I ain't gonna, you know, <laughs> I won't get into the intricate details, but it was very interesting. It was really, really very interesting. I was like, well, you, you, you were like, you're like, clinically a whore like this is like diagnosable in your life <laughs> like this okay all right well you know i i, I think the the thing that everybody and i'm always just like yo the, you have to understand that this is something that cannot be legislated um it's not something that you can you can say because of my religious beliefs i don't believe that this is something that can I, because of my b- religious beliefs, 
legally people should not be able to do this because you'll say that on one foot and then on another foot you'll start screaming oh well there should be a separation of uh, church and state and honestly it's really interesting too because um even people that i know that are really really liberal on a lot of issues took a very strong stance against this uh yesterday and i was kind of like at first, I was like, I'm just going to stay off social media because I always tell myself that I'm not going to get into political or social debates on social media anymore. And I did it a couple of days ago and it was extremely draining. And so I was like, you know what? When I when I heard it, I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm good. And I was in like a training class. I was like, I'm not going to pay it no mind. And then, of course, inevitably, I got on I got on and started seeing all this stuff. And there were some people that I was actually kind of shocked to see that they were really, really anti um, this ruling. And I was just kind of, I'm just kind of like, you know, I get it. And I think that everybody should have at the end of the day, you have the right to believe what you want to believe for yourself personally. But I think that you have to acknowledge that this is something that cannot be legislated. I think the, the president uh opened his statement the other day in the Rose Garden. Um, and he said, he was like, our nation was founded on a bedrock principle that all, all, um, that we all are created equal. And I was like, just hearing that statement that, that kills your argument that you can legislate this, right? Like if you, if we're all created equal and you have the right to marry as a heterosexual, then why can't a homosexual not have the, the right to do that? It's not saying that you agree, disagree, but it's saying that if we are all equal, right, and we all have the ability to make certain decisions for our own lives, well, here's a way that a homosexual doesn't, they aren't able to make that decision. And it's le they can legally be, be shunned away from doing it in certain states. And I think what a lot of people fail to realize is that, like, this didn't, this didn't for a lot of states ain't change nothing, right? <laughs> like, it, for it, over it, thirty states, it didn't change anything. Yes, yeah, right. Because um, so, I know in Florida, it's already passed. I think in the DC DMV area, yeah, it's much something that's legal. It's just for the people who have it in one state, and I think the fact that some states do have it and some states don't causes a problem with people when they move. Um, and different things or if they want to go somewhere to another state and visit, you know, it causes them problems because it's legal in one place and not legal in the next. Right. Well, that's um, where it came out of. That's where this the, the entire Supreme Court ruling came out of the um, I, I don't know how to say the guy's name without butchering it. But I think his husband is, had passed away now. But um, him and his husband had, were married and they were trying to go to some other state and the state wouldn't recognize their marriage. And so they filed a lawsuit against the state and that's, it got escalated up to the Supreme court. And that's where the whole thing came from. The, the whole idea was that our states uh, that ban same sex couples allowed to do that constitutionally. Can you not, you know, respect this, this marriage because they are same sex when they got married in a state where it was legal. And that's where this whole, you know, it, it is, it cannot be banned in, in any of the 50 states came from. So, mm -hmm. Something um, one of the um, one of I had I was talking to a scholar who's like a Bible scholar and he was like one of the things that we should be asking as Christians is when the SCOTUS what SCOTUS says is marriage and what Christians say say is marriage. Are they different? Because if they're different and I say this is what I define marriage as. Then of course you, maybe you should have you should have the legal right to marry because you should have the backing of the states. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. As far as the le legality of it. Now, church may be different as far as what we think, what we believe God honors as marriage, right. but the safety and legality of it is different. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think in some senses, we're arguing for two different things. Two different. Exactly. Exactly. We're That's arguing for God. I, what we believe that God um, believes is marriage. And then the SCOTUS is and the president is arguing for what he sees marriage as as far as the legality of it. Right. And so I, that could be potentially why we're missing each other. 
because one is fighting for one thing and another one is fighting for another. Well, I think that's something that people realize, but people, I think people understand that because when I, I've even mentioned uh, to people previously about, well, you know, and I remember having a conversation with my stepdad about it and I was just kind of like, well, legally though, like you, we, you got to talk about, you know, things that are very legal and cut and dry because in this country, there is no one religion. There's no one belief that everybody has to believe, right? We have freedom of of religion that we can believe whatever we want to. So you cannot legally, you, you can't, you can't make that a law that a person can't do this. If they're telling you, I don't believe that, right? Like, it has to be blanket. It has to, to it has to blanket and allow for everyone to kind of exercise what their own personal beliefs are. And I know it's you know, it's, it gets really complicated and it's not it's not easy to, to see, to, to believe and all of that stuff for a lot of people. But I think at the end of the day, you kind of have to look at the cut and dry of it and understand that that's just not what it is, yo. Like if somebody were telling me that, hey, I believe in airplanes and my airplane religion tells me that if you have five fingers and five toes that I can be able to cut it off, I'll be looking at the government like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. We all got five fingers and five toes. I, I'm not doing You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Lord, I said five, ten fingers and ten toes. See, you, that's what you know what I'm saying? Like if, if, think- if something crazy and absurd like that, like it's they're supposed to be the government. It's the law is supposed to protect us all, right? And consider us all. And I think that you just have to understand it from that way. Well, I know that um, Justice Roberts said something interesting. And I think what we're looking at, too, is the definition. I think what a lot of Christians are concerned about is how love is perceived and who defines it. And that's why I always say when you're going into a debate with somebody, you need to define the terms first off. Because y'all talking about two different things. But something Justice Roberts said um, that I think is, is something that we should consider. He said, indeed, from the standpoint of history and tradition, a leap from opposite sex marriage to same sex marriage is much greater than one of a two person union to plural unions, which have deep roots in some cultures around the world. If the majority is willing to take a big leap, it is hard to see how it can um say no to a shorter one it is striking how much of the majority's reasoning would apply with equal force to the claim the fundamental right to plural message, uh, marriage so he's essentially saying that this was a harder jump than in the future when people make the case that they want to have more than one spouse so I thought that was an interesting thing that was in some of the some of the thoughts of Justice Roberts um in the Scottish ruling. So I would be interested to see, like, is this going to lead to different um, variations of marriage? Because if he suggests that this is opposite sex is harder, what what would we how would we feel as a society if we're going to more than one spouse? And it's and it used to be in some places legal. So I mean, and it still is in some countries, it still is legal. But, I, you know, what I what I always want to tear you away from, because I feel like it kind of uh takes away this whole like well this happened so well when all this other stuff is going to happen that's like real bizarre and I kind of feel like uh, yeah maybe possibly but this doesn't automatically equate to or mean that and I think that uh, there's a even if you just look at again, let's look at le- legally. Let's look at financial benefits, right? So there's a certain financial benefit that you you have when you into you enter into a legal union. Um, you guys are able to file taxes together. Your incomes become combined. You can benefit from now being able to go and to purchase a home and say, here is what our income is, as opposed to it being $50,000 as an individual. Now we make $100,000 together. Like we, there's more buying power. I feel like there are legal and financial things that prohibit uh, polygamy and being married to multiple people. Like there are things that you just it's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? Like it really is not going to work. And so I think when you start to compare the two and say, well, if this is happening, then that is going to happen as well. Or we're going to get to a point where that's going to happen. Well, that can be negated by 
logic because logically that's not going to work. Sorry, like it's just not. You know what I'm saying? Like it really is not. In one case, you're looking at two sexes entering into something um, that opposite sexes, two people of the same sex are entering into a union that opposite sex doesn't have. That doesn't say that doesn't put them at a, a different uh, level playing field in terms of like their finances and what they can do. And so when you start to compare that to like people being married to multiple people, you just it's it's not really not the same. Like when you look at the notes and bolts of it, it's not the same. I know the legality of it, but I guess the argument would be a lot of times in in a lot of the testimonies was the fact that you have the right to love whoever you want. And so if love is defined in this in in it's it can be tweaked um in a sense and I say well I'm in love with two people, I think that the emotional side is what they're speaking to in that one. Not necessarily the legality. Legally, it's problematic. But what I think Justin, he's trying to convey is that because love is the premise for us allowing this, like you can love whoever you want, then if that is what's driving our culture, if you love two people with the same affection and you want to marry them, are you are you able to do that? And he's saying by this kind of sets of presidents in the emotional sense. I know it'd be hard. But I don't, yeah, but I don't think it does that for you in emotional sense as well. Cause I think like this, the, uh, that this ruling didn't come out of people just saying I should be able to love what I love. It wasn't just that, like that's one component of it. And that's definitely the aspect that is uh, promoted in terms of the victory. But, finances run our country right so mm-hmm. people look at the the money people look at legally what is different and i think we, it comes down to well what is what really is different in these these two situations are the sex of the two people entering into this union right and i think so that's what you know people celebrate and that's why people are saying like love wins i'm able to celebrate love and all of these things. But at the end of the day, on the back end, in terms of the Supreme Court saying like, well, this is not allowed in terms of e- even other court cases before uh, these this one that has been used as an example and publicized, even in other court cases when it has been allowed, when you look at legally what the differences are, there is no difference. So that was the support in the back. And that's honestly like all of the support that comes along with the cover page. The cover page is that people are saying I should be able to love who I want to. But the backstory is that this looks exactly the same way as this other union. So I think that I, I don't know. I just think it's kind of it's a bit dismissive. Like it's like a, a slippery slope of a fallacy. Exactly. Like it's a bit dismissive. It's a bit um, it, it's kind of like taking an extreme and trying to couple it with something that I mean is is still very extreme in terms of what has been the norm. Um, but in essence, it is not these these two aren't aren't the same. I always say this: like you have to make sure that you're whether you're comparing apples, oranges, or apples and rocks. And like I feel like at some point in time, this may not be apples and rocks, but it definitely is something pretty far fetched. Like these two are not the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. And I think when when we when we talk about things and we speak about things, particularly if you're a person, if you're an individual that's saying like, you know, I want to be um, I I want to bridge a gap or be a liaison or talk about or create a space where we can have true dialogue. One can't enter into a place saying, well, now if uh, same sex couples are getting married, then in a few years, we're going to be able to marry three, four and five people. Well, I mean, then one can say, well, today you got a man that got a wife, a mistress and a girlfriend. Emotionally, he doing the same thing that he would be doing then. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, but just- I, I guess it's interesting because the justice isn't Justice Roberts, the one who was in favor of the position to, for same sex marriage. I don't know if uh, Justice Roberts. Hold on. Let's look that up. Because if he is the one who who is um is saying that that is interesting that he thinks that that he's in favor of it and then as the supreme court justice would say well this is something that's uh i can see that would be put that could potentially happen in the future especially if he's pro it so that's interesting um 
Yeah, no, he was a part. That was a part of his descent. And I was like, that sounds like a descent. No, that's that's Roberts's descent. So was that his? That's he was pro or against? No, he he's against. Pro- yeah, dis- okay, descent mean he didn't agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Descent, I, that's my. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not using good definitions. I'm, <laughs> I'm not the descent. Yeah, you know, it's a <laughs> found it. I'm sounding it out, and that's fine. Um, but. <laughs> I thought he potentially was pro, but again, that's that's it, it's an interesting thought. I think it it is, in a sense, it's far fetched, but and then it's a sense it's realistic because we have people saying we want gender neutral bathrooms, and that's a reality in some things. So I mean, I can't put anything past America at this point. Uh, oh, that's messed up. <laughs> I can't put anything <laughs> past America. I don't. Could you no, ever I'm put saying, anything <laughs> past America? Though? No, I'm just saying like it's not just in this. I'm not even just talking about sexuality or gender. I'm just talking about in general. We just there's a lot of interesting things when we go to systemic injustices. You know what I'm saying? It's just America. Sometimes we don't just on any issue. There's it's interesting sometimes the choices we make. Yeah, we have, we have. I, and I, well, I, we could take um, Dylan to Burger King after he got arrested to get some a whopper of some food because he was hungry. You know, you just things like this make you say, "Well, you know what? I can't put anything past America." It's just, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, so just, just kind of. Uh, Did you hear about that? Because I maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that. That that really ticked me off. No, I did. Um, I did hear that there was apparently people have raised like four point two million dollars for him. I don't know how true it is, but I like heard a. Yeah, my mama told me that last night. Yeah, I was looking on. Um, I saw like a couple. I don't even know if they're credible sort of sites that said that 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 amount of money had been raised, and I was like, guys, I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, th- I think that if that doesn't speak to the issues that we have, if uh, a man can blatantly say that I came to kill a group of people for um, because they were black. And I wanted to I want to start this race, this uproar and this race war, this new age race war. And then whoever, even if it was one person or uh, uh, forty four point two million people that said, I'm going to give a dollar, whoever gave money to to support him. I think that speaks to the issues that we have. That is this man took someone's a lot, took nine people's lives and we've just shoved money towards him. That is yeah, that's interesting, man. Yeah, well, uh, you know, America, thank you for disappointing us as black people yet again. Slavery was not enough. Uh, you continue to stick it to us. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for showing us why we have to have a hashtag Black Lives Matter. Um, no, we don't because yeah. all lives matter. And, and, and Yeah. Anyways, the main, we want to talk about the main dish this, this week. Moving together before marriage. New age dating. Shacking yeah. up. That's what the black church call it. Shacking up. Come on and shake. Let's get in this here shake. Now, before we start this discussion, I want to say, so all the people who listen to me that know I'm a um, religious leader, um, I do not think that shacking up is what God has called us to do. However, um, some people do, and some people disagree with me. I want to, I want to play devil's advocate. So when you hear this, just know that I said this from the beginning. So if some of my comments seem a little bit interesting, y'all let Lisa just, live, AKA I said, let Lisa live, man. Like, no, the no, the reality is like, I think that we are in in the space and time that we're in in today's world culturally things are different. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that you're supposed to change your your views or change your thoughts on it. I honestly think that there's a lot of value in waiting until marriage. Um but I think the reality is you kind of got to explore the idea or the the you know pros and cons of the other and that's simply what you're doing. So yeah. if anybody listening, yeah. Look here. Let the lady explore her thoughts. Y'all already, y'all already think I'm a heathen. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm gonna say is that, and you know, 
um i there is no because when when i have this discussion with people they'll say there are some people who legitimately i have heard that lived together and didn't have anything going on they were they were waiting till marriage Oh, I don't know about them. I'm just playing. I'm just... Um, <laughs> legit. They they said they had two. It was two bedrooms, and they were legitimately waiting to marriage. They just financially, while they were preparing for, while they were engaged, it just worked financially. It would have been too extreme. They were just getting out of college. They were trying to transition to, um, you know, real life, and they just they didn't have the family support or anything they needed each other in that moment yeah, uh, yeah. one could argue that why didn't they just get married and have uh, elope and then do it that way i mean that could that could be potentially um something they could have explored i'm not saying this was the best decision but this is what they did and they said they honored their commitment to god and waited till marriage yeah they just went to two different rooms at night and asked one could argue, well, don't you go over your boyfriend's house and hang out and just leave at 10 o'clock? What's the difference between just going into the room? You know, if you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Um, I think living together makes it harder if you have, like me, this I want to wait till marriage mentality. I think living together makes it harder. Um, but I think that if you, um, you, you have, you have to, you have to, you have to think through what um what it's going to how it's going to look more so i think the bible says don't let your good be evil spoken of but that speaks to you know how it looks i don't think there's a scripture that says there's no scripture that says you can't shack and that's what people are pointing to when they come to me is there a scripture that says shacking is wrong and i can't really point them to anything i can only point to the fact that it looks it may potentially look bad because in this day and age, a lot of people are having sex before marriage. That's the majority. So nobody's really going to believe y'all are just doing that. Y'all are waiting. Yeah. You living together. So it looks bad and it's going to be hard to explain. But there is no scripture that says thou shall not shack. And I can't give that to you. I could say it looks wrong. And that the Bible says that we should wait till marriage. So if it's going to be something that's hard for you to abstain from you probably shouldn't do it i wouldn't say it's i say it's i can't say it's a sin i could say it's not wise yeah and, and so it's a, one of the things that i always hear is about like the pros of moving in with someone before you guys get married right so i think it's, it's interesting too because <laughs> when, we, when i hear this stuff it makes a lot a lot of sense it's like yo <laughs> Imagine like your roommates in college, right? And just having to share a common area with somebody. This person don't wash the dishes. This person does like leave their, their, the socks hanging out. They make a lot of noise. They walk around farting. Like all of this crazy stuff that can happen. I know some people that are just like, I want to know. I want to look here. I want to know if I can act, live with you before I'm actually stuck with you. Because if you <laughs> are somebody that just if you kind of crazy, you become this other person. And if you think about it like we everybody gets comfortable in their own living quarters, in their own space. You just kind of do what you want to. So a lot of people for a lot of people, it's kind of one of those things. Like, I just want to be able to know. It's weird for me because I always say I don't know. Like I'm always like when it comes to something like this in this space, I'm not exactly sure. I know that it's a challenge for me to I like my space. I'm not one to, you know, oh, we can go in the bathroom together. No. You know, I like women have like all of these products and stuff on the sink. Take it off. Like this. No, this is not going to work. Hair on the floor everywhere. I'm growing up having two sisters and having to. It was my job to clean the bathroom, but having their ha their shedded hair on the floor or they got to like. I got to blow dry my hair and I got to wash my hair and then I got to blow dry it and then I got to braid it and then I got to put a perm in it and then I got to do all of this. I would look, that's just too much, yo. So I'm always like, we're going to have two separate bathrooms anyway, just because I just don't think that we should have to share a bathroom. Like the bed is enough. You need to have your own bathroom. I need to have my own bathroom. I, I, I enjoy my space, but thinking about it, I'm like, well, I guess there really are benefits to being able to say, 
okay, well, you know, I've lived with you and I know that what it's like to live with you. And all right, now, okay, I think I can marry you. Because I think it would be torture if I don't know all these things about you before. I don't kind of know this this very comfortable you, comfortable side of you. And then all of a sudden, we move in together. And it's like World War II, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I understand. I think that you... There's some things you should discuss um, before you get married. But I guess that goes back to the for better or for worse. So if I see after the fact that this is something, I guess then that's like an adjustment. But like I told you off the air, there was a story this week that I saw in my news feed where a lady, a man wanted a annulment because his wife peed the bed. Um, that ain't right. <laughs> What that he wanted to know me? <laughs> Both of them, ain't right? <laughs> I mean, I get it. I understand. But, but I mean, it's, I, a, it's, it's a, a real authentic condition. You do you watch Being Mary Jane? Um, no, I know. Okay, well, she's date. She was dating this guy, and after they was after they the next morning they had slept together, and then she woke up and she had peed the bed. And she was like, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know how this has happened. And it's because she was trying to do this fertility um, medicine and she had all this stuff going on. Um, and he was just like, he was disgusted by it because he was like a real neat freak. And it's just. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's probably one of the most embarrassing things that could ever happen, though. Like, it, particularly if you guys aren't. I think, though, and I guess uh, as I'm thinking about it. If we're in a relationship, um, and then particularly if we're married, I think I would probably just be like, wow, didn't know. Let's take you to the doctor and let's figure out what we can do, right? We have to put you on the schedule. You actually have to, like, go to the bathroom before. I'm going to wake you up midway through the night. You're going to go pee again. Like, we, we, you know, there's ways around it because, I, you know, I care about you. But I think if this was just like a, and I don't know, was it, I don't know if it, if it was like a one night stand in the show or just like, we just kind of like kicking it and you stay the night. But if we kick it, you stay the night and you piss in my bed. <laughs> I typically always try to consider people feelings, right? Like I'm always trying to be like, okay, how would I be in this situation? But in that situation, I'm not exactly sure if initially I will respond and you, you did what? especially if you roll over and you in it because think think about the process of having to fix this it's not just my sheets my mattress pad if it was like a lot then it probably got on my mattress so like i gotta either find a way to get this mattress cleaned or just let it dry and hope that it's uh, that is disgusting i'm probably gonna throw the mattress away yeah i don't know if (laughs) that's a lot yo (laughs) <laughs> that is a whole lot. That's, yeah. I think probably it was the dudes. He wanted to get a divorce because he just never got over that that initial response. Like initially, you wait, you did what? Like you just don't think about it. And it it's it's interesting too though because I realized, and I don't think that people knew this growing up, but it's actually like a it's a it's a condition for like children when they grow up and even adults. Like they, I think it's like it's like small bladder or something like that or underdeveloped bladder or something like that. Some, whatever it is, it basically um, doesn't, your, your bladder hasn't developed enough to be able to sustain itself uh, for long periods of time, uh, particularly when you're asleep. So that comes out. Um, I know you that that is sound actual, so professional. It, no, it's a really, it really is a condition. And, you know, I've had people um, in my life that um, have, have, dealt with that growing up and you know my people weren't the best in responding to that Mm -hmm. but when I got older and I remember uh first time I I was talking to a friend in college and she was explaining that her sister um went through that and I was like you know how did your mama respond because I'm kind of laughing and joking like I know you know because I know such and such go off and she was like no my mom actually like supported my sister and would like we came up with like a schedule and we went to the doctor and my sister had to like take this medication and you know we would all go through like family therapy to kind of support her in this and I was like oh wow this is like a real thing like people just don't make this up yo this 
okay, yeah. So I learned to be a lot more sensitive to it and understand that it is a real thing. But I do think, though, initially, that's why I say, like, my initial response, waking up, having to know immediately I'm going through this process of trying to fix the fact that you just peed in my bed. I don't know if that would have went over too well. I mean, you know, maybe after I done let off some steam and then it's like, okay, I'm going to call you back and I'm sorry, you know, what can I do to support? I don't know if I'll be like, what I can do to support you, especially if we just kind of kicking it out. Yeah, that, that's it's interesting. I, that's all. I'll yeah, say. I mean, that that kind of thing shows what marriage is about. Commitment, no matter what. And I think shacking up, takes, going back to shacking, you know, because we, <laughs> we're talking about people that's peeing in the bed. Listen, if you peeing in the bed as an adult, like I can excuse you as a child. If you have a condition, like you could get some diapers. Like, it's just a lot. It's an, I don't but, know. But that's humiliating to people, though. Well, not if they, if they alone. Now, if you, if you're, um, uh, if you with somebody, now nah, that's humiliating. But if you're alone, that'll help get you on a schedule. Or at least help you not to mess up your mattress. <laughs> I'm not, this, I'm not gonna laugh at this. This is so inconsiderate. No, I'm, I'm so not saying, sorry. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm giving if you out there. I'm sorry if you pee in the bed as an adult. That, I, don't say it like that. No, that's so rude. I'm sorry if you pee the bed as an adult. No, I'm just saying. You, no, I didn't mean. There's that. a clinical I'm term. Stop talking. We there's a clinical term for it, and we need to really find this clinical term. And I really like, in all fairness, I don't want to offend nobody. I'm thinking about um, Cheryl Underwood. Apparently, Cheryl Underwood kind of. I don't know if it's like pee in the bed, but she. whatever she was on a breakfast club and she was talking about having the condition where she you know kind of can't hold her bladder or whatnot so she was talking about being at the uh pacquiao mayweather flight and she was there was uh Charlemagne had asked her if she had on her diaper he was like you got on your did you wear your diaper she was like yeah i said that the whole time all 12 rounds she's talking about you had beyonce and all these people getting up going to the bathroom i said that ain't mr b and he said when i had to go i just used my little diaper I was rolling, yo, because I'm like, what the heck? But apparently she's like, yo, she's like a spokesperson for um one of the company that make one of the companies that actually make the pads. Undies. I mean, it's like because even a baby, when they use it one time, you got to clean. Them. I don't I don't know. I don't know how it works. But Cheryl, it just seemed like that would be uncomfortable because you Cheryl Underwood is a fool. We need to bring her on here to talk about how he's an adult. We gonna see. We gonna see if we can get it. She's a uh, yeah. I'm like, if any of these young people, if y'all young adults, if y'all pee the bed and y'all not ashamed, and y'all want to talk about it, Lisa being rude, y'all. I'm not finna. T- I'm not finna. No, entertain. no, I'm not being. No, I'm, I'm, yes, you are. I'm not finna entertain you, Lisa. I'm not. No, I don't want to. Shacking I don't up. Wanna... Y'all let us know what y'all think about shacking up. <laughs> If y'all think that it is important to uh, get like a trial period before you get married, let us know what the pros and cons are. Are I think we, we kind of have within our, our circle of friends. I think, um, you know, we can get some pretty good perspectives of what it, like what it is and what it isn't to to actually live with somebody before marriage. I think what what we what we should do, though, is try to find some people like maybe find one person that did it and that's married now and then one person that didn't do it that's married and talk to them and like maybe get both of them on at the same time to kind of, you know, share their experiences. Like, I wish I would have knew this, but I, I'm glad I did because and then sometimes it doesn't help because I know people who was doing shacking for six years and got married and divorced after the first year. There's something about no. marriage. Yeah, that's that- that seems to it's interesting i think but it's it's you can't make it a blanket because there are some people who did it and their marriages went for 20 years you know what i'm saying so you can't there's bad examples there's examples that it's worked um i would say if you're abstaining if you have committed yourself to say i'm gonna abstain from sexual um intercourse till marriage i don't think it's the wisest thing for you to do in that situation if you want to keep that stance yeah now if you don't believe in that then I mean, it seems kind of. Why like, not? It's smart financially. <laughs> save your save your little money. <laughs> it depends on how you define marriage and what and if if the if you're following the biblical um, view of what marriage should be. If however, if you're not, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you about it because that's not what you affirm or something you've committed yourself to do. Right. So, um, I think it's the best way, but 
I mean, people are adults. They're going to do what they want to do. So real fast, I saw this this time um, article. We'll post it to our social media, but it said that um, the study said that 70 percent of all women aged 30, 30 to 34 have lived with a boyfriend. That's interesting, right? Yeah, that is. But when they say live with, what do they mean? Because I feel like people start in our generation accidentally start living with people. I accidentally live with somebody. (laughs) Don't you have to move in? You all. No, it's kind of like you just consecutively stay the night, and then I've seen people have (laughs) their own spots. Their own spots. Yeah. They're always just there, and it's like they. Yeah, I know about those. (laughs) You got your own drawer. (laughs) You got a little. If you're there five five to seven nights out the week. But you have your own pleasure playing Renat. That's people say that's people do that and be like, oh no, we not shacking. We got our own places. But it's kind of like, well, kind of. You're kind of there. You kind of live there. Nah, you know, I'm just visiting. That's all. You're a permanent visitor. I'm a permanent visitor. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Bobby don't say nothing against permanent visiting. <laughs> so I think that we have to define the terms of what it looks like because people try to get around the whole shacking thing because they pay rent somewhere. Yeah. Well, you pay rent somewhere, but you're not there. That's still the same thing to me. <laughs> I mean, but hey, who am I? Now, now you're just wasting money. You're just being careless. <laughs> you're not being a good steward of the, the funds you have. <laughs> but what I do think is interesting, and this is all I'll say, is people who condemn shacking but are getting it in on the regular with that with that person they're dating. Um, yeah, let's just be consistent. That goes back to everything we spoke in the scroll. Um, Ain't nobody being consistent today. Consistent <laughs> is not. It's it's a figment of our imagination. <laughs> People ain't trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so let let us go to our toaster roast. Come on, what's our theme music? Toast. I used to hate techno with music that came on. If you from Jacksonville, ninety-seven point nine and 95.1 on Saturday nights, because it's like they take all the good black music and just put a techno beat behind them, and they just be like, God, you just ruined this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So caught up. They used to love doing it. Yeah, I was like, jeez, just play the song. Okay, so hit, hit, go ahead on with your, your toaster roast. So my roast would be there's some some people on social media that went in on the president because he at after the uh, 10 o'clock, I think it was 10 o'clock announcement for um, the ruling for um, same sex marriage. He gave his spiel and, you know, was uh, happy. And then at, during the funeral, he flew to South Carolina and then talked about the grace of God and we are all sinners and he sung the hymn Amazing Grace and they were like oh look at him how he gonna sing Amazing Grace how he gonna talk about the grace of God and it's just like well what is he supposed to do at a funeral at his friend's funeral is there like a requirement to is there like it's, is there like a a um a prerequisite is there a prerequisite to, um, you know, uh, singing Amazing Grace? Is there some kind of guidelines to it? Um, is there a list of things you can and cannot say before you sing it? Um, you know, those are things that I'm, you know, wondering about. Uh, because I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, what, what is he supposed to say? He's the president. He has to address Scola, uh, the SCOTUS ruling. It's the monumental thing. And then he has to address the his friend that died. What are you supposed to say at the funeral? If he would have said, oh, we we are not sinners. We all saints. We don't need God's grace. Would you be happy? Right. I think like, it's so interesting, though. People always go... Never mind. This is your this is your roast. Let me shut up. No, I'm just like, listen, guys. We don't do. We don't even the even the Southern Baptist man that had just came out in favor. You know, Southern Baptist is most conservative you could get. Um, even he 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 gave he did not say anything about the pre, what the president spoke. 
at um uh, regards to the scotus ruling he made the he just he was very his words were very good as far as what as conservative christians affirm without being condemning and then he, he followed up with the president's speech was very good and unifying if the southern baptist can say <laughs> the president's speech is unifying and spirited and he's done a good job then what is going on people <laughs> like if the, I'm just like if the Southern Baptist Russell Moore, the head of the Ethics Religious Liberties Commission, can say good job, Mr. President, on that speech and not throw shade because he's obviously not um, too thrilled with what Scotus said earlier, but he has enough in him to say I need to get his man props when his man is due props. I mean, listen, people, you're just going a little bit too far. Just let it, let it, let it go. Yeah. I mean, you know, God has some things that we, in our lives, we all have blind spots. I think the president really believes that he's doing the right thing. Now, whether I don't, I don't necessarily, maybe I disagree with him on points, but I could praise him and, and still disagree with him. Like give the man props where he's due props and disagree with him where he's and respectfully disagree with him. And where he's due props, because the Bible also says respect and honor those who have rule over you, because that was given to them. That authority was given to them by God. So let's not highlight one scripture and diminish the other. All so right. That's you know, that's my that's my roast. Well, those. my roast this week has it is dealing with the president as well. I'll make this real fast. So a New York Times columnist, uh, Mr. Timothy Egan, basically is an interview with him and Don Lemon and um, uh, a, a serious XM radio um, host. And pretty much he wrote this piece for the New York Times saying that President Obama should apologize for slavery. He says in his piece that... Um, he believes that he says, I just think it could be so redemptive and so powerful and so moving for a man who's the leader of what was once the largest slaveholding nation on earth to say, I apologize for what you did in America's original sin. The author, th this is what he said in his piece, right? All right, dude. So basically the, 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 the dude from uh, Sirius XM, he was actually really going in on him and pretty much saying like his response, his first response was uh, hell no. When he asked, like, if you think if I think you should do it, he was just like, no, I don't think that the president should. Like, what the heck? But I think it's so interesting that this dude thinks that is it makes sense for the first African-American president to the, the first black president. I'm sorry. The first black president to say, I'm sorry for slavery. And then if you watch the video, he says, like, you know, it has nothing to do with his race. It has everything to do with his position. But then he he goes on to say, because of his because he's black, I think it would be more powerful than a white president. What? You mean to tell me all these other years this was never a thing? This was never important. All of a sudden you think that it's so important. No other president has apologized for slavery. Number one, nobody's even asked for an apology for slavery. Right. At this at this stage, like it, during this time where this came up, this conversation is being had. And this ridiculous man says that, yo, I th it's a great idea for President Barack Obama to apologize for slavery, and I think that he needs to do it. Who? What? In the easy? Like, bruh, this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. There's a, this, like, why? You know what I'm saying? I think I, I, I'm, I kept watching it, and I, I really think the video clip was laughable. I kept laughing at it because I was like, I can't even take you serious. I, this has to be a thing that, you know, somebody was like, you know what, we need a story to kind of balance out all of this to kind of just give that's a little lighthearted. Let's 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 get this. Let's create this scenario. Let's get these two people on and let's get them to talk about President Obama apologizing for slavery in anybody's right mind. I have no idea why you would come up with this. I think this is crazy. And I'm roasting Mr. Tim Egan for this piece. I I, bruh, I just don't even think. Again, it's laughable. It makes absolutely no sense. He made like zero points as to why 
he should, President Obama should. So I think it's crazy. I think it's ridiculous. And yeah, you are my roast for this week. Well, yeah, people, again, this is why you can't put anything past America. Jeez. Folk come so up with all kinds of stuff. We're going to go to our good vibe. We're going to leave you with this. Two elements of successful leadership, a willingness to be wrong and an eagerness to admit it. Seth Godin. And that's so important. You know, as as future leaders of America, young professionals, be willing to say, you know, man, I was wrong and be willing to admit it because you gain respect from part the people. I have so much respect for people who can admit they're wrong. And I think one of the things that really helped me with that is when if my mom growing up, if she used to do if she like had a lot going on and she would get upset at us and it wasn't warranted. And she just let, like, whatever was going on affect how she, you know, if she went out off on us for no reason, she would come back and say, you know what? I was wrong. And that, to me, spoke volumes because it's like you're the mom and I'm the child. So the fact that you're above me and you can say, oh, you know what? I could have said that better to you. I apologize. You know, or that could have, that was, my tone was different and I apologize. I think that is why I admire that quality so much. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So we thank you for listening to Brunch Culture. Um, as always, you can check out all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture, on Instagram at Brunch underscore culture, on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Brunch Culture. And we thank you for listening. Always, and you can engage with us on social media by hashtag ChatBC on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And we would love to talk to you guys. Remember, at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.